The best questions you can ask for clarity and the worst questions you can ask as a coach. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thanks, my friend. Another podcast. Another fun podcast. And we're talking about questions. You bet. Which is a consistent theme of these podcasts about great questions, Mm -hmm. the questions you should ask. But you're going to be talking about ones you shouldn't ask as well. (laughs) Wow. Questions you should ask and questions you shouldn't ask. And uh, because I was just thinking about this the other day, I was thinking, you know, there's there's times where people make mistakes as as coaches. And I work with, as you well know, uh, organizations hire me to teach their entire management team how to coach. I love doing that very, very much. And I was watching some people, uh, you know, talking about their coaching process and going, oh, ow, uh-huh. you know, don't do that. And we've got to obviously work through that process. But I thought I would actually do a podcast on questions you can ask and questions you probably want to avoid. Okay, good, good. Now, the idea of the questions is to, um, and I always love the analogy I'm bringing up a lot, is mm-hmm. the thought bubble. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, you want to put the thought bubble over their head by asking questions. Let's step back just for a second and kind of frame it. A lot of time managers, and I see them with particularly sales managers, they want to actually create this big PowerPoint and do a presentation <laughs> to their folks. And they put a lot of effort into it, and they lean, they really lean into the process. And then they present it to their folks, and they all lean back in their chairs with their arms crossed, and they're in the lean-out mode. And by asking questions, you get other people to lean in. You lean in because you're asking questions. They lean in because they've got to answer them or they've got to think about what they want to do with their career. Mm -hmm. And I like the lean in, lean in approach rather than the lean in, lean out approach. Mm -hmm. So if we can get people leaning in, and that's what questions do for us in that process. And so. And that's what we want to do with, with folks is get them to lean in. But we by leaning in, we put the thought bubble over their head. Uh, by asking a question rather than you telling them, hey, you want to do it this way, this way, this way, or you need to go grab this, this, and this, you basically say, okay, here's our project. What do you want to do? Here's our project. What do you think? Here's our project. How would you, how would you fit into this? And how do other people fit into this? And then all of a sudden, they start to take some ownership. It's the old ownership. Yeah, it's That's the other the key. Pro- It's the key. Um, how many times you've you've traveled? Uh huh. You've actually gone on contracts for clients that I have, things like that, mm-hmm. and uh, you rented a car, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you took the rental car back, did you wash it before you took it back? Never. <laughs> Because it's not your car. I have a friend who does it, and I don't understand what he's doing. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to this person. Yeah. I want to talk to them about, you know, don't do that. Right. Hertz, Avis, they've got enough washing folks to do that. They'll, mm-hmm. they, that's part of the fee that you pay uh, to have the car. And so you don't wash it because you, you don't own it. Right. But you want to change if you want to change the concept of ownership, where they actually own that car, responsible for it. Then all of a sudden, guess what? You'll get a different uh, situation of clarity. So that yeah, you want to get that that thought bubble over their head and asking them questions is a great way to do it. So, so the best questions mm-hmm. about clarity mm-hmm. and clarity for goals. Yeah. And this is actually from John Whitmore's book, Coaching for Performance. And you know, I'm a big, huge John sure. Whitmore fan. And these are questions out of his book, and I just think these are great, 10 great questions that you can ask to be uh, get greater clarity with the goals you want your folks to achieve. 
And, you know, one, and so this is that you're talking in a coaching session. And one of the basic questions you can ask is, what do you want to achieve in this coaching session? What do you want to accomplish today? What do you want to achieve today? So what's your goal for today's session might be a great way to do that. Uh, I like to go in and having those questions ahead of time. When I'm working with clients, it's more of a serial approach of coaching rather than a one-time event per, mm-hmm. per event. And what I mean by that is during the last session, we'll come up with something that we want them to work on, we want them to think about, we want them to process. And so when we ta- start the next coaching session, I never start out with what do you want to achieve in this coaching session. My sessions always start out with, okay, we were talking about this the last time. Okay. Recap. Where, right, recap. But also from that recap, okay, we talked about how do we want to coach this individual. Tell me where you're at. How's the process going with that individual and where are you going? And then another great question is, what goal do you want to achieve in this? What goal do you want to achieve? And that way you allow them to work on what do they want to achieve? What do they want to accomplish? And then what would you like to see happen with blank? Uh, you know, how with, well, what would you like to see happen with Joey? Remember Joey from oh, the yeah, last? Joey, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say that's just he's, fun. Uh, by the way, folks, it's the last podcast. He's doing a lot better. He's really improved. <laughs> Uh, I've chosen not to work with Joey. Uh, <laughs> we, what we need to do is for the podcast is we need to have a Joey doll. Don't you agree? Yes. And for our website, put the Joey doll on there. And then for those folks, it, Any it would be questions kind of, to help. Joey. Well, yeah, well, it'd be, it'd be like el- the opposite of elf in the shelf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you take, you take, it'd be a little Joey doll. Mm-hmm. And for those people who are just the bad performers, you just quietly get it, put it in their cubicle right. and they go, Oh God, oh, I'm, I'm Joey. I'm the Joey. I'm the oh, Joey. No. <laughs> we may start a new a new trend here. Yeah. yeah, Joey. And we would make him look a little like Waldo, you know, a little striped shirt. Mm-hmm. You'd be able to pick him out pretty easily. And good thing I, no one that listens to this podcast would ever be a Joey. No, no, no. And we don't have so we don't have to worry about it because yeah. Joey doesn't listen to this. Right. Only high a, achievers. Don't be a Joey. Right. Only high achievers do that. Another great question you can ask is what do you really want? And what do you really want to accomplish from this? I mean, I get so many people uh, that from time to time, not all the time, but once in a while, somebody will come up to me and they'll say, well, you know, and they'll be complaining complaining about something. And a way to get that to stop is to say, what do you really want? Mm -hmm. You know, will, will this, will this conversation get you where you want to go? Okay, if this conversation won't get you where you want to go, how do we change the conversation so we get you where you want to go? And so I just love that question. What do you really want? And what would you like to accomplish is the follow-up question from that. What results are you trying to achieve? I think that's a great question to ask when you're in a coaching session. What do you want them to achieve? What do you want them to accomplish? What do you want them to do? Um, another great question is what outcome would be ideal? What is the ideal outcome? What, is, what does perfect look like? And I love that question. What would the outcome what would outcome would be ideal for you and for the organization, for your team, uh, for for this person you're working with, whatever it is? Um, what do you want to change? And also, what are the parameters that can't change? What are the constraints that you have? And those are great questions there. And why are you hoping? To, why are you hoping to achieve this goal? Uh, why is it important to you? And I love Simon Sinek because he always talks about start with why. So if you know why you want to achieve this goal, right. then you're off to the races. And then what would be the benefits if you achieve this goal? You know, what happens to you? Does it help your career? Does it help the career of someone else? And I think the most important key with this goal right here or this question is a lot of managers feel like uh, they 
move up the organization by pushing their own career. Mm-hmm. And I did a uh, an interview this week. I, as you know, I interview another of, a number of authors for books. And I was talking to Roberta Matchison, and uh, she's got a number of books that she's written. But uh, she wrote a book all that was also called Suddenly You're in Charge. In that book, she's got a great story about a woman who uh, wanted to get promoted, and she was working on something to help her get them promoted. And while she was working on this concept, she presented it to her boss and said, hey, why don't you have a position that does this, and it would help you out and all of that. And so he did. He proposed, promoted it uh, pr- proposed the idea uh, to the board. Uh, they liked the idea. They actually came up with the position, and she got a call from her boss and said, I want to come talk to you about to the new position. And so she goes down there and thinking she's just on air. She's thinking she's so excited. She's going to get this new promotion, Uh-oh. this position that she created. Yeah, you know, this is not going good. <laughs> you can already sense it, can't you? <laughs> and so uh, she's walking. you're setting this up. <laughs> So she's going down there. She's floating on air. And then the first question her boss asked her, asked her was, how do people perceive you? And she could just, in, in, in the story wow. that Roberta Matchison told, she goes, she could just hear the skid marks, you know, and you could almost see the smoke flying. You could almost smell the oh rubber. My. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is, this is, this is not going to happen. And she could sense that. And she goes, well, I don't know. I haven't asked folks about that. And uh, he goes, well, I will tell you what a lot of people have told me. And she goes, okay. And he goes, they say you leave a lot of dead bodies in your wake. Oh, my. And that was incredibly devastating for her. And so what was happening there is she was not not, um, talking about what would be the benefits of, of achieving this goal. The benefits of achieving that goal would be raising her career. But the real goal, if you want to be an outstanding coach, is when your career rises, when you help other yes. careers rise. And, you know, it, should be, it shouldn't be called coaching. It should be called helping others rise. Right. Because when you help others rise, then guess what? Your career rises. And she was a great example of that. Now, she had some self-awareness. She went back and worked on it. And she did, in fact, you know, correct her career mistakes. And it did, in fact, get promoted later on. But it, but it definitely damaged her career. Well, what's interesting is if you really are interested in your growing your career, mm-hmm. you've helped grow others. Absolutely. So if for some reason you're not interested in growing others, then... This isn't for you. Become <laughs> interested in growing others so you can grow your career. Exactly. Yeah. Ultimately, weird, that's it. Yeah. It is. It's the. It's kind of paradoxical. Yes. You. Yes. You don't promote your career by promoting your career. You promote your career by helping other people achieve their career mm-hmm. success. And then guess what? Success cannot be hidden. People in the organizations will see great success from you, and I just think that's a, a very very important key in the process. So, uh, I know some of those people too, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but now we'll talk about we'll talk about the dreaded questions of oh my god, the questions that you shouldn't ask, yeah. and how to uh, destroy a coaching conversation. Can I just take it back one thing? Just sure, is important. You you just had a list of questions. Mm-hmm. When you do a coaching coaching session, mm-hmm. you'll have these written down, mm-hmm. and you'll use them. But you're not gonna. Again, like you said before, mm-hmm. you're not going to go through and just like check, check, check. 
these questions. You're going to use it as a conversation. Right. It's a it's not a checklist that you take a plane off with, that I've got to ask all 10 questions yeah. in sequence within 20 minutes in order for this to be a successful coaching conversation. It's more successful the more comfortable your folks feel. There's two things you want to walk away with. They've got to feel comfortable with a great conversation, but also what's their self-belief after this has occurred? Because the, the three keys we want to create with coaching is self-awareness, responsibility, and self-belief. And then on a scale of one to 10, you can ask them, when you came into this conversation, where was your sense of self-belief? Where's your self sense of self-belief now on a scale of one to 10? If it's not higher, you haven't succeeded as a coach. So you've got to make sure that they feel better about themselves as human beings or you're not being a successful coach. And that's the that's the real measure, in my opinion, of success. And still, even though you coach coaches, mm-hmm. you'll have the, the questions in front of you when you're. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a framework. Right. But ultimately, and there's also nothing wrong with you pausing and thinking while you're talking with that person. Let me think about that for a minute is okay to say, Mm -hmm. or let me, or you'll ask, I sometimes ask air questions and they're time, they're questions that I follow up with something, but it allows me, I kind of know where the answer is going to be. It's not completely rhetorical, but I want to get some air. I want to get some space there so I can think about, okay, where do I want to go with this conversation? And that's a challenging thing. I mean, you've got to, you've got to balance presence being completely and absolutely there for that person. But how do you want this conversation to go? But you shouldn't be so focused on how you want the conversation to go that you ignore. Right. Or it's a real balance. Right. Or don't understand where their questions are coming from. And it's just like with any conversation you have with people. But if you really truly focus on them, uh, you'll do a great job. But now we want to talk about some bad questions and that you could have that really, really screw it up. And right here, this one is this is a great example from. Uh, pipeline questions. And as you know, sales managers will have discussions with their folks, you know, how's the sales pipeline? And a lot of times managers ask questions in the sales process, you know, when will this close or why hasn't that closed? And if you ask those questions, then all you're doing basically doing is putting that person on a defensive. They've got to kind of clarify or explain but is there any learning gone in that process? And then also where's the thought bubble when you ask those kinds of questions? So the person will give you an answer, but, you know, really have you helped build their self-belief? Have you built any awareness or responsibility in those kinds of questions? You really haven't. So you've got to make sure that you've got to ask questions about, hey, tell me. And I love these three questions. These are my favorite coaching questions that I use are tell me a success story from this week. Um, How could we make that better? You know, or what did you learn from it? And then how can we make that better? I think that's a great conversation to have from a sales process mm-hmm. is what are your successes? Because then you get to talk, have them talk about, hey, I, I did this with this one or I've really got some traction here. And this one and what I'm really thinking about doing here is this. And I want to take this and I've learned, you know, what I've learned from this is this. Then all of a sudden you've got an incredibly robust conversation that is engaging. And the two of you are leaning into the conversation rather than saying, why hasn't this closed or when will this one close? Right. Then they're just like, well, you know, I'm, I don't know. They they've got a they've got a pipeline that they're working on, and they haven't made a decision yet. So that is such an important process is to stay away from that. So I'm just going to mention kind of like five coaching questions that you shouldn't you shouldn't ask. And obviously, um, is this. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask them. Yeah, don't ask them. Let's do that again. I love that. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that one. I love that. But obviously, don't start with why. Uh, and and the questions I just gave you just a second ago were examples of why questions. Avoid those like the plague. And the second bad questions are, you know, why didn't you do this? Or why did this happen? Or why is this? You know, avoid why. If you want to ask a question that requires why, say, can you give me some clarity on this? Or give me the background on this? Or yes. what led up to this? Um, but say it when you ask a why question, you're saying, why didn't this happen is much different than what led up to this, because really you've got to come from a heart of clarity and understanding, not of accusations. And that's the difference between asking why and not asking why that, that I never really thought about that with, mm -hmm. with why questions, because right. why can open up a, a uh, you know, a, an open question, mm -hmm. but it does sound negative, doesn't it? It can. And I mean, are there times when. Uh, I mean, do I ask why questions with my clients? Sure. But they're typically when we're doing homework and I'll say, you know, give me three good questions that you can ask and why. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's asking for more clarity. It's asking for their perception. Yeah. It's not saying, why did you pick those three questions? Right. Which is a whole different approach to the process. Yes. And so we want to make sure that we do that. The other one is don't go rhetorical. Uh, these are the captain obvious questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, sorry. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, you don't want to go rhetorical is things like is the pope catholic? Okay. Okay. <laughs> is the rain wet? <laughs> um do fish swim? Do birds fly? Do dogs bark? Yeah. Uh, and in my opinion, dogs bark entirely too often. But anyway, yes. we love the little critters anyway. Yeah. Especially my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I do love dogs, though. I am a, I am a big dog fan. That is absolutely certain. But yeah, you want to avoid the rhetorical questions, like you know, just where Captain Obvious would come in, mm -hmm. you know. And then obviously, follow, don't lead. Um, you want to make sure that you don't do questions like this. Do you have any problems with your boss? Well, God, oh. who doesn't? <laughs> Leading question, yeah, right. You know, you want to follow up with they they say something about their boss. Say okay. What's your strategy or thought process with dealing with that? Um, how can you get them more involved so they'll, you know, help help you with this process? Um, you know, what what positives that they added to this? You want to do some follow up questions. So follow the the your client's lead. Follow the team member's lead. Don't try to force the process right. down the way. Um, I love this one. You ignored the warning signs, didn't you? You know, well, yeah, I not only ignored it, I ran over that stop sign. <laughs> right. And you've seen me people in meetings do that. It is, you could tell oh, the yeah. group was not with them and they just went ahead and presented another 15 minutes when they should have in fact stopped. Um, and then I love this one. Have you tried asking for extra time? Have you tried asking this? I mean, that's just a blatant recommendation. Yes. You know, have you tried is avoid that like the plague. Some great questions with that are, what are some of the things that you've tried? And what has worked and what hasn't worked? And what would you like to try in the future? Are you at a complete dead stop where you, you have no other options available to you? And rarely is anybody at a complete point where they have no options available. And it'll make them think about what options are happening. All those questions seem like you made a big mistake. Right. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You screwed up. Are you aware of that? Right, yeah. Right. That's a, that's a great one. 
uh, that should be a chapter in a coaching book. You're screwed up, and are you aware of it? Yeah. And then another bad coaching question is closing the end. and That is basically asking yes and no questions, and we want to make sure that we ask open-ended questions. Tell me about this. What was your thoughts here? When it, you know, Which way was the ball spinning when you saw it the first time? All of those kinds of questions are so you want to answer open. You want to ask open-ended questions and avoid those closed-in questions. And then the last one you want to avoid is that roundabout approach. That roundabout approach is where you just continue to you just can't get to it. You've seen people interview folks like that, and they just go, "Well, you know, this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and that happened, and this had an impact on this." And they continue to go on for the two or three minutes before they finally say, what's your perception of that? Mm. You know, rather than just outlining maybe two or three events and say, what's your perception of that? And that's the, that's the challenge to make sure you're guiding these questions so they're thinking through some things, right? Yes. You can't, I mean, you do want to open, but you want to get to a point where they have an aha moment. Right. You know... I don't know if anybody listens to Anthony Robbins here, but he is absolutely fantastic about asking simple questions. And uh, in one session, he was talking to his folks, and who did you have to be for your father? Who did you have to be for your mother? Wow. Simple. All of a sudden, it frames it. The perception is, what, who did you have to be for your, for your parents? And then people talk about that. And they talk about, I have to be perfect, or I had to be this, or I had to be this. Uh, or I just had to be average. And so if you just had to be average for your parents, then there was no expectation of perfection. And so now you have a perception of life as an adult that trying to find where's that drive to being per- being perfect or that drive to being a high achiever is not there. So you've now, as an adult, got to take responsibility for that and make that happen. So I love it when he asks questions like that. Uh, he just he just frames it so well and then just asks it so simply. And then some follow-up questions are here that I, you know, what do you want to change? Uh, I'm not sure that's the greatest question of all, but, uh, you know, it could work. Um, Why are you hoping to achieve this goal? (laughs) Now we've made two questions in there that are just bad. Why and are you hoping? Uh, So what are the chances of achieving this on a scale of 1 to 10? How confident are you achieving that goal? It would be a much better way to ask that question. And... Um, you know, what benefits if you achieve this goal would you achieve is that's actually a great question there. I love that one is what are the benefits you could achieve from that? But we've talked about good questions that you can do. We've talked about the bad questions you can avoid. And I just think people need to think about the questions they're writing. Do they fall in a good or a bad category? Are we putting the thought bubble over their head or being accusatory? Are we trying to label them? And if we're doing accusing or labeling, then we're we're holding people back from their full potential. But if we're asking them questions that open them up and allow them to see a a greater and broader future, then we're giving them a vision for themselves that they can achieve success. That's what we want to do. Uh, What I... I've noticed is that you've talked a lot about questions and now we're fine tuning it for folks sure. who have been smart enough to stick with us for 92 <laughs> times. And there have been a lot of them that have, have, have stuck with us uh, for 92 yeah. times. I was actually looking at the map uh, all over the world and we've got uh, podcast folks who have actually, uh, we've got a real solid uh, in Slovenia is a real solid listener. Every episode gets downloaded by this person. That's great. And um, contact us because mm-hmm. we'd love to do a, a, a live 
podcast from Slovenia. Just we, let us know. Let us know, and we'll we'll talk <laughs> to you about how we're making an impact in your life. But yeah, it was kind of fun to see the uh, the map of everyone who's downloaded from all over the world uh, was very very cool. So to think that you and I started this process, and now we're at a situation where we've got people listening all over the world is very very cool. And and the way you've talked about questions today really fine tunes mm-hmm. some of the stuff. So mm-hmm. thanks for sticking with us. I do have a really good question. Oh, excellent. Fire How away. can people get a hold of you if they want more information? That is one of the best questions by far. It no really question. Is. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm thinking, how long did you have to think of that one? <laughs> a while. <laughs> but anyway, they can get a hold of me at RoryRoland.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. They can also get a hold of me at CoachingManager.University. That's www.CoachingManager.University. Uh, we've actually got all the podcasts listed there. Uh, that is also our 52-module program. They can learn to coach more effectively, and it would be really like me being their coach and helping them through the process so they can truly get in contact with us and to see how they would like to to have that. And I'm actually going to make a, a bizarre kind of recommendation here, Paul. Okay. If somebody listens to this, the first person who listens to this podcast and sends me an email saying, I listened to episode 92, mm-hmm. and you're talking about uh, good and bad questions, uh, if they will send me an email and say, I listen to that, I would like to get the 52-module program free of charge. Ooh. I will give away a free scholarship to the nice. first listener who sends me an email saying, I heard this, and I would love to get a free scholarship. And our friend in Slavo- Slovovi- was it? Slovakia. Slovakia. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, person. <laughs> or Slovenia. Was it Slovenia or Slovakia? Now I'm, so now I'm person, confused. Our, but a person in Slovakia could easily be that person because you can take this wherever you need it. Yeah, it's online. It's online. Yeah. You can take it anywhere. And it's a great way to learn the concepts, to reinforce the concepts that we've talked about in this program. Excellent. All so, right. Thank you, Paul. Well, thank you. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.